This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Very good Monday morning. Yes, everyone's gone back to work. School has started. Traffic has increased. Uh, anyway, uh, we're talking to Sheila Singham here. And we're talking about a very interesting topic here. Now, here's uh, we're going to start off with this. A property company came up with what it considered a revolutionary house design that the architects and marketing team thought would be a hit with buyers. Almost a year after the launch, only 40% of the units have been sold and the CEO was jumping up and down in fury. Now, the marketplace has many such stories of new products and services that were launched and failed. And one of the topmost reasons is that the task for innovation is left in the hands of designers who are deemed to be the creative ones in the business. The truth is, though, that while innovators get really excited about bringing their product ideas to life, they hate the cold wind of reality that is raised by questions about what the customer wants. So these questions are so foundational that if we do not answer them well, we'll end up making products nobody wants to buy, which is where co-creation comes in. So today, the last Monday of the month, we have human founder Sheila Singham to discuss how companies can engage in co-creation for business innovation. Of course, this is part of our Tools for Transformation series. Welcome back, Sheila. Um, what is this thing called co-creation? Hmm. Co-creation is an innovative and collaborative technique where companies invite experts and stakeholders, predominantly their customers or suppliers or whoever has you know connection with them to share ideas about its products and services now today you know the marketplace is evolving so quickly yeah. huh, Frida and with um, with social media and all that everyone has become a reviewer and a critic and an yeah. expert everyone's on, an expert uh, product services and all that right especially behind the keyboard <laughs> correct and if some of these go viral and then and then you have bloggers and all that and then you have the, yeah, they they the influencers and all that so basically what happens is that consumers have become very involved in the products they buy and if you're putting things on shelves and all that that are not relevant to them then you know that the, the company is going to slowly die a slow yeah. sure death mm. so the purpose of co-creation is to bring the developers and designers of ideas together Okay, with the stakeholders, the people who are actually the end um, end users mm. of the product, so that they can get ideas and come up with more relevant ideas, not just for the evolution of new products and services, but also maybe for marketing ideas. Right. Sometimes if your marketing ideas are not reaching out to the right people, you can go out to people and say, give us some fresh yeah. ideas. And then sometimes you get the best idea from the accounting team. Exactly, you know, yeah, because it's just like you're probably right running dry, and somehow the accountant will say some things like, Hey, never thought of that. No, I'm sure if you've gone around the highways and all that, you've seen these huge posters with pictures, mm. and it's you no, know, I taken with an iPhone by so and so, and those pictures speak volumes. Mm. I mean, you don't have to go and do a big marketing spiel to say, you No, know, iPhone can take fantastic pictures, just put those pictures there, and everyone, wow, can take it like that. So, I want to go and buy. That's also, in a sense, co creation. Right. You're getting customers involved in, you know, talking about your product, mm. in, in innovation, in marketing your product and in all aspects of product design and development. Okay. So now what are the benefits of co-creation to companies? Okay, first of all, it allows them to get meaningful insights into what customers want directly from the customers. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you do market studies and focus groups and all that, you're just getting sort of maybe a small... 
um, sampling yep. of, of people out there. And it not, might not even be the the end user that you are targeting. But if you have, you use social media platforms and other platforms, right, you're actually getting direct feedback. And then, of course, it provides provides demographic information. You might have a marketing campaign that's directed and then older people might find it really exciting. The younger people might go yawn, you know. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, for that particular product, maybe you need to have another type of marketing campaign to target at the young people. All right. Of course, it also enables companies to innovate better in every aspect from your design, from your supply chain, uh, from your marketing strategy and all that. So you get value added ideas and, you know, ideas that uh, can add value uh, for the customer. Um, You not even just get um, ideas on the, the, the product itself but it could be even be the packaging mm. the packaging the distribution the sales channels the quality of the raw materials and all that so much information that you can get from consumers so as as, as and also you can get ideas on sustainability now today everyone's becoming a bit more environmentally conscious and they don't want to buy products that are you know not, not, not adhering to that so you can get ideas from your people like hey how can we make ourselves more sustainable as a business what can we do in terms of taking care of the environment what kind of packaging and all that so then you can then change and and become adhere more to what people want and then you actually then win more customers as well Hmm. all right so customers get to create customer-centric products lah you know so um instead of you coming up with a uh, doing testing and all that and then at the final stage go out and release it to the market and ask people what they want you can actually get people at the prototype stage itself to come in and say help to test it or give ideas and how to improve it or what's not good about it okay which then these suggestions can then be evaluated and incorporated into the next uh, the next version you know the next generation right so that it makes the customer the product as close to the customer's needs as possible so then you can actually reduce the number of product variants saving money on your R&D as well hmm. okay? okay now who should be included in the co-creation process i think that's important okay i think that one can be anybody and everybody that is that you feel might have an interest or you know related mm-hmm. to to your product now for example you can get people who uh, review let's say you're you're looking at watches mm. you can get the people who review watches all aspects of the watches to come on board and and uh, give you ideas you can get customers you can get the people who are actually selling the watches who might tell you yeah you might have a you know great brand name there but uh, in terms of your packaging or you know, value added services you need to be adding on more of course the, the customer's opinion is is crucial here mm. but it could also be um sort of uh, people within your organization as well as you well put earlier somebody from accounts might have an idea it doesn't mean that if he's an accounts accountant his idea is all just about finance he could it is very good to have ideas from diverse groups who really might not know anything about your product and the process of development because they are not limited by um, design constraints and all no that. baggage ah uh, no baggage no preconceived notions no um, being kept in the box of you know so they, they think outside the box like but why cannot you know they'll ask you the question mm. leaving you to mull as, as a designer developer yeah actually why, why cannot, cannot? 
Uh, why cannot? You know. So, okay. Uh, now, is co-creation only useful for B to C companies? Can it also work for B to B and small companies? I think it is crucial for every company actually. Now, for B to C companies, usually you will involve more of the end user, lah, mm-hmm. the actual customer who's going to be buying your your products and all that. But for 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 B to C, yeah? but for B to B companies, I think it's very important that if you are say um, a company that's supplying parts to the automobile industry or something, mm. it's very important to get. Those those are your customers to get the people there. Maybe the 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 marketing people, the procurement people, um, the design people from there to actually come on board and tell you how you can give you ideas on how you can tweak the product that you're selling to mm. them. Maybe the supply chain, you know, the logistics and all that. Actually, any part of the. Um, Production, manufacturing, or production, or design of services, and all that. Any at any stage, you can use co-creation. You can get people outside. Um, you can do it through the internet. You can do it through a competition. You can invite uh, comments, you know, from from the public. But then, of course, you got to be prepared for um, brickbats, uh, brickbats, as well as uh, no ideas, <laughs> lah, new yeah. ideas. So you cannot be very sensitive if you want to embark on co-creation because. First thing that you might have is people slamming you for the products that are already yeah. there, which is why then you tell people we're inviting you because we want to improve and give you what you really want. Mm. So help us to do it rather than just slamming us. Now we're we're letting you give the ideas. I remember years ago the Coca Cola story when they came up with a new formula and there was an uproar mm. because it wasn't the real thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. But so that, they went back to the old thing after that because, because the customers still want the real yeah, thing. Yeah. You know? So sometimes you know you think you need to innovate for. The customer, right. but with you know with this co-creation process where you're tapping into all their intel, so to mm. speak, you find out that no, no, we don't want you to innovate. We want the same old thing because that's what we are used to. So sometimes don't innovate for the sake of innovating. And when you talk to your customers, you find actually we don't need to innovate. We're just good as we are. Mm. So you know, do, so we don't have to buy into that whole innovation thing. Mm. But sometimes you need to keep right. up with what the market wants, yeah. especially in 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 products and services. Which are evolving very fast, like you know, telco mm. um, and and handphones mm. and things like that. Speaking of telco, I really do hope that the prices do go down. That will be a wonderful innovation. I hope the minister is <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll talk about some examples of companies that have used co-creation to innovate. After this, I'm here with Sheila Singham from Human Equation. You're listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Building first world mindsets. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Enterprise. Good morning. Frida Liu here uh, in our Tools for Transformation series with Sheila Singer from Human Equation. We're talking about co-creation for business innovation, uh, something that can be done for companies, uh, B2C, B2B, small companies. Some examples of companies that have used co-creation to innovate, Sheila. Okay, one example that comes to mind is DHL. Hmm. They're constantly engaging with the customers. Um, they're constantly engaging with others in the supply chain on how to innovate. One of the things that it did to improve business performance, right, was to get input from customers, especially those who live um, in sort of remote areas and all that. So you want to go and send a parcel, how lah? Mm. You know, to come down from the mountains, <laughs> go to the nearest <laughs> uh, place, uh, town, don't know where they got DHL outlet or what you know so uh, with that kind of thing they they came up with something called the parcel copter mm. the parcel copter is a drone 
Okay. Okay. It's, it's so this was a research project on using drones to do delivery. Hmm. So um, they have tested it actually where. Um, medicines were sent by the parcel copter to remote areas you know in the mountains right. to do doctors and medical facilities in remote areas and we thought that that was amazing so something that takes about half an hour to one hour through mountain roads and forests and all that it only took about eight minutes hmm. mm. okay. so they're now like developing their third generation of it already so that came from input from various stakeholders like including customers huh? mm. then we have lego Mm-hmm. Lego invites people to post concepts for new play sets. Mm. So people will come up with ideas and all that. And then fans vote for their favourite ideas. And they can comment also on the proposals, give feedback, how to tweak it and all. So Lego's executives will choose new products from among the ideas with at least 10,000 votes. Wow. So from there, they contact the original natures of those uh, you know, ideas uh, so that they can put in, give input into design and marketing. So I don't know whether you know there's any money traded or anything. But you just imagine the customer loyalty that mm. this uh, brings about. Brand loyalty, you know, they, they listen to me. You know, I had a hand in developing. Imagine how much of it is being shared. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. And then there's another, um, Tata, you know, Tata has yes. got diverse businesses. Mm. They have a jewellery brand called Tanishk. Okay. okay, so this jewelry brand uses co-creation to invite consumers, customers, uh, to submit ideas for its jewelry lines, mm. and then it offers those with the winning ideas an opportunity to collaborate with the designers directly. Mm. Thought that was amazing. Well, I didn't even know there were jewelry as well. Okay, That's right. why. And uh. then so this like from trucks to jewelry, jewelry right? Yeah. So uh, so this jewelry, this is for a brand, a line for young working women mm. who would know better than working women what kind of jewellery they want. So, mm. you know, so then they take those ideas and they use it. I'm sure it's it's going to sell because it's coming right from the horse's mouth, right? Mm. And Coca-Cola as well, it mm. uses co-creation to gather content for its marketing campaigns worldwide. So all these companies have understood that um, any innovation has to be customer-focused. Mm. And I think every company out there that exists on the basis of customer satisfaction providing products and services to customers had better start listening i'm just reading in the papers today about a broadcast company Mm -hmm. that's going to have a meeting with the minister because it's not listening to what the consumers want you know so i think that um you need to really start listening. You might be a giant with a monopoly in the business, but don't think that just because you have a monopoly anywhere that it's going to last forever. Mm. We have seen giants fall because, Mm. you know, they've not listened to what the people really want and they've become irrelevant and outdated, you know. Hmm. Um, I think you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay, Uh, these are good things about uh, co-creation. Any drawbacks? Yeah, there could be. As I said, first of all, you might get the brick bats. Mm-hmm. And then if you're very sensitive and your people can't take the brick bats, then Tafla, they will say, oh, close down the co-creation. But then um, brick bats can also be valuable mm-hmm. because um, they also give you an idea of what people are unhappy with. Mm. You don't always just want to know what people are happy about or what people want. Yeah. You also need to know what people don't want so that you don't build that into whatever you're uh, producing, you know. Mm. 
So there can be too much dependence on consumer um, viewpoints or opinions from a certain niche market. So if you want to do co-creation, first of all, you've got to identify which market are you targeting in terms of your innovation. Mm. And then, of course, you want to get the maximum of your uh, feedback from there, but you don't want to neglect or disregard what the other segments are mm. talking about as well. So at, at so at some point, you know, your own designers and all that just sit back and say, okay, let's let just let the people be, speak. And there's the danger. Now the whole idea of co-creation is that people out there say what they want, but at the end of the day, you are the designer, you are the developer, you're the one who has the expertise to develop. So you also need to know and to be able to know what is feasible, what is viable. People come come with all kinds of. Not like crazy ideas yeah. sometimes. If you can give them a flying carpet, they'll want that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you need to sort of bring that down to earth, bring the ideas down to earth and make it viable. Okay? Mm. Another thing is you could have misbehaving customers, could sabotage the yeah. effort and turn it into an object of ridicule. You know, you invite them, they come in and then after that they laugh and make fun of you. Another thing could also be that unscrupulous customers could sell the ideas to competitors. So these, so in that sense, what you need to to do is if you're engaging people directly and all that and eliciting in them to come in for co-creation workshops and all maybe you need to sign and get them to sign an NDA NDA. and all that so that we know that if ideas uh, go out and you trace the source then you can take action against them Mm. all right Uh, some can you give some insight into some co-creation tools that we can use to start with well there's so many first Mm. of all you can use um, you can use social media Mm -hmm. you know you can use all the different social media platforms uh, uh, to to engage people. You can have competitions where you invite ideas and give people something in return. Like what Tata did, giving yeah. them, let, asking them to submit ideas and then giving the winning ones the opportunity to work with the designers. So there's like a business uh, opportunity there, you know, yeah. a career opportunity for people. You could do that. Because, you know, people are not going to take the time to come, give you free ideas, enter competition, all that, if they're not going to get anything in return, right? If there's no price. All right. Another thing is what I like to use is uh, what I call the Disney creativity strategy. Now, this is what Walt Disney did. He would... Uh, divide his people, his team into three groups, right? Uh, He would uh, then get one group to be the dreamer, one group to be the realist and the other group to be the critic. So you put them all in different rooms and then, so the dreamer will just come up and dream on whatever ideas, flying elephant, you know, Mm. uh, and all the, you know, so all you see in in, in Disney cartoons today are, are all people who were the dreamers who came up with it. The, the Edward de Bono's hats. Oh, ah, yes, hats. yeah. It's like ah, the yeah, thinking, thinking hats, hats, right? Correct. Mm. So you have the dreamer. Dreamer is not to be limited in any way. No holds barred. You dream whatever you want. Mm. However crazy the idea, you just take it and then you just list it. Mm. And then you have the critic. The critic will come and say, I or oh, this one cannot, I don't know, but no, it's not feasible or whatever. And but has, has to give a reason as to why. Mm. Okay, And the realist comes in and says, but why cannot? I mean, if we tweak it here and there, if we tweak it, we change the concept, bring it down closer to earth a little bit, can be done. Mm. You know, so um, I've actually used this technique also in uh, uh, creativity, creative thinking, strategic thinking workshops. And then it's quite amazing because the things that people come up with are so 
creative compared yeah. to when they are in their you know work mode in the right. boss company said cannot. So you HR make somebody the the realist, the dreamer, yeah. the what and okay. Yeah. So what I do is like if I'm on a workshop, I'll have three different groups, mm. and each group gets to be the dreamer for some ideas. Yes, okay. And then uh, then they will rotate their roles. Right. Right. So okay. it's amazing because what you are doing is because if you are a person who is just a dreamer, the kind of fella at work who always got ideas for him, but don't know how to execute. Putting you into the realist and critic shoes makes you realize that you know you need to sit down and and come up with some real, uh, concrete um, steps to make it right. happen. Then, but if you are the critic, always slamming down other people's okay. ideas, right? Uh. Put you into the dreamer's chair. You get a bit stuck, yeah. you know, because you're so used to. Criticizing, yes. so we say no. Now you have to come up with yeah. a dream, so they're forced to come up with some idea. And then when someone critique them, then uh. ah, so they understand that even when you're giving criticism, it has to be given in a constructive way. So mm. it's a good way to do uh, to use in a co-creation workshop. So what ha- can happen is that you another thing that I might use is future pacing, meaning that okay, you all are here now, your customers. Um, how do you see the world in 20 years time in terms mm. of food habits? So now you'll go to a restaurant, you'll sit down and eat. And it's so boring, right? Just mm. every time go to a restaurant, sit and eat. So this is why you had blind dining, dining in the sky, dining in the dark, dining in the sky and all that. This came out from people innovating, mm. right? So you just say to in 20 years time, the idea of just walking to a restaurant bangsa, and eating can get a bit boring because been there, done that. Mm. How can you make it more exciting for people? What kind of maybe a food trip or a journey for the day? Right. You know what can you do? So you you ask people to come up with these ideas, and from there, right? I, and I think that's why we have like supper clubs and food trucks and all these yeah, sort of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Those are all as a result of oh. what people wanted. Mm. You know, food trucks especially. Mm. I don't know whether they've. Taken off so well in Malaysia yet? Mm. I think mm. we all are still so used to sitting at the garai mama and eating that. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we Malaysians, we still like that. Uh, we still like that. So you know, it might take a while yet. But uh, but in terms of food, uh-huh. uh, what kind of food do you see us as yes. having in you know 20 years time? Or it could be anything. It could be cars. Now I want those car manufacturers out there who might be listening into this show. I want you to innovate in this way. Right. Why don't you have a place to keep Wet umbrellas in the car, right? Right. You well, would place for women handbags where it's ah sort of, safe. Yeah, and I, you don't want to put it on the floor. Or put it in the boot or something, mm, you know. Mm. But those wet umbrellas, it just, it just, you know, very, very amazing, surprising to me. Why till today, no one has come up with a little slot. Yeah. My, my my challenge is that when you get in the car, uh-huh. then you still have to close the umbrella. That's the part where I get uh-huh. wet. <laughs> You recover, but then you're like, I, uh, I can't close the umbrella with the door closed. So the moment you close the umbrella, the rain's going to get to you anyway because the door is still open. So and then anyway. after that, when you keep the wet umbrella, because uh, yeah. then the car, whole car, like, yeah. they should have a little slot which drains out the water, something. Come talk to me. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, in the current transition uh, in government agencies, can co-creation be used for government to remain irrelevant to the rakyat? Actually, I've got something here, but you talk first. I think definitely mm. there needs to be the case. Yeah. Now, we've got a new government in place. Mm. Many of our new ministers have never been ministers before. Exactly. I mean, I'm very, very sure they are all fully qualified for yes. the job. Yes. But they also will have to rely on their staff, um, you know, their their DGs and mm. their senior mm. officials to come in and give them knowledge about the ministries. Yeah. Now, many of these people are entrenched in old ways. Mm-hmm. They're all thinking in the box. 
right? So why not? The, why shouldn't the new government, which has inherited a heap of problems, um, you know, avail of its very educated, opinionated rakyat that put them there in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a whole heap of very intelligent people yes. out there. You know, everyone thought that oh, only the cities, places with big cities, are going to be swept away, and the people, you know, in the rural areas, they're also very clued in. Hello, everyone's got internet today. Mm-hmm. But she who cannot, you know, speak English so well, didn't go to school, it's also awesome. now knows how to go and get information on the internet, nah, right. globally. Right. So you can actually start co-creation by having people to come in, at least have channels, have channels for um, information. Yeah. I just had someone uh, on in, uh, say that they were trying to get to a ministry, they emailed, they tried to call, they, they couldn't get any response. That should not be the case today. I think immediately, immediately, mm. it's been like, what, one and a half months already? Mm-hmm. Ministries should already have these channels, multiple channels whereby people can go in and give ideas and they should actually have someone right. constantly 24-7 looking in at these ideas and channeling the more viable yeah. ones back. Which is which is what I was thinking. Even setting up a website, right? Uh. A website where uh, the challenge to put, point out that whatever the challenge, or, or the or, or the ruling government can say this is a particular challenge, and only people can respond with possible solutions. Can, yeah. can write in, right? Yeah. Or you can say, this is my challenge, this is a possible solution. I don't... And the thing is, I don't need the challenge itself. I yeah. think we all know what the challenges yeah. are. And there's been a lot of noise of people complaining, keyboard warriors, da, da. So unless you have a complaint you and you have a possible solution, then write in. Absolutely. You know, so I, then that will be part of the... Then I'm sure then they'll be able to look at it and with the solution, because everybody can complain. You're so right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I attended a few weeks ago was a town hall session uh, that was uh, mooted by the Minister of Human Resources mm. uh, with the HRDF. And I thought that, that that was an absolutely fantastic idea because first then he got to listen to all the ways in which the organisation should improve. Mm. You know, so I think uh, co-creation um, is a is a fantastic way for the government right. to harvest the ideas. Look, listen, this is a government by the people. Mm. Okay, it's by the people mm. for the people. So definitely, they if they want to sustain, uh, be you know, be sustainable. They want to be there for the long term. They want to be pleasing the people who put them in place. They need to be listening to the people. I agree, but also at the same time, the people also not to you com- uh, complain with solution. People also have to understand right? out there. Yeah, so. Yes, they are a new government. Okay, they want transparency, but they are not perfect. They're also, you know, imagine if you were jump, you know, thrown into a new role. Exactly. You also be finding involved, your way. That involves yeah. the country. So please, let's give constructive feedback. With solutions. With solutions, absolutely. All right. So co-creation for business innovation and running the government. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, really happy. People called on me to come and facilitate this sessions. I, I love sessions like this. Uh, thanks for being with us. We'll see you at the end of next month. Again, that's uh, Sheila Singer from Human Equation. This is our Tools of Transformation series. We've been talking about co-creation for business innovation. You've been listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.